You're listening to the Quality of Love Podcast. Your home for all things love, relationship, and mental health. Hosted by nationally certified life and relationship coach, Tyrone Dixon. Sit back, relax, and get tips on creating the life you deserve without wasting any more time. Welcome to the Quality of Love podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone Dixon, nationally certified life and relationship coach, husband, father to two beautiful princesses, and CEO and founder of a Rose Through Concrete Consulting. Thank you guys for taking the time out to listen in with us tonight. We really appreciate it. We got another love nugget coming your way, guys. And this love nugget centers around those blind spots that come up in our relationship after we go through the honeymoon phase, right? So just to give you guys a, a jog of the memory and refresh your memory, remember I said in season one that when you first get into a relationship with someone, there are endorphins that are released in your brain, and these endorphins can last anywhere from three months to six years, right? So you can go three months to six years in a relationship with someone, and then one day in between that time frame, wake up and not love that person anymore or not like that person anymore. Right. So um, it's very, very important that you realize that that honeymoon phase does exist and anywhere between that time frame. You might wake up and not love your partner or not feel as strongly about your partner as you did when the endorphins were kind of flowing through your body. And at that point in time, it's important that you practice unconditional acceptance. But there's also several blind spots that I've been able to kind of do some research on and see with clients over the years that you can also be mindful of or look out for once you start to not feel your partner as much. And just to be clear, when I say blind spots, I'm talking about things that we don't think about when we're in that honeymoon phase that come about and derail the relationship. So it's important to be proactive in dealing with these different situations. The very first thing that happens or that occurs that I see I've seen as a blind spot mostly is money. Right. So anywhere from three months to six years along those lines, a lot can change. Right. So someone could have a job and then lose their job. Or I've also seen where, for example, uh, a husband was a breadwinner or the boyfriend is a breadwinner in a relationship. And after a while, the woman in the relationship wants to do her own thing and establish her own independence. So she ultimately goes out and gets a job. And in some cases that I've again that I've seen, once the woman's gotten that job, she's no longer looked at as the uh, submissive person in a relationship. So she's now um, has some say so and has some chops in the relationship. Um, and now the money and work dynamics within that relationship have shifted. And in some cases that that does not bode well for the relationship because a man views himself as the protector, the provider, the person that's supposed to be bringing home the money and the wife is supposed to be in the kitchen cooking, cleaning, taking care of the children. Right. So going back to some of the things that I've said in the past, if you have an idea of roles that should be um, men should do this and women should do that in your mind, those certainly can derail your relationship, especially when it comes to money. The other thing, of course, and um, it's sad and unfortunate to say, but in a three month to six year time frame, 
people can certainly lose their jobs, right? So someone could have been in a position where they were making the money and being the breadwinner, and now they're not. So that takes a heavy toll on a relationship. So the number one blind spot that I invite you guys to be mindful of when it comes to your relationship blind spots after that three to six, three months to six years time frame, when the honeymoon phase is over is money, right? Finances is still the number one um, derailer of marriages and long-term relationships, right? So make sure that you're being mindful of how your, the money circulates and works within your relationship. The second thing that I invite you guys to be mindful of as a black, as a blind spot, excuse me, is sex. And I know sex is typically not the first thing or, or high on most people's list um, when we're talking about relationships. But it is very, very important that you guys are mindful that sex is a human thing, right? Human beings, most human beings, I should say, have the need for sex or sexual pleasure. So if sex changes within that three month to six year time frame, if you're not willing to change with it, um, then there's a pretty good chance that that will eventually be a relationship blind spot for you. Because again, we change, humans evolve. A six year time frame, there's so much things that could happen. Examples uh, that I've seen include uh, men no longer being able to perform how they used to perform, um, experiencing erectile dysfunction, um, I've seen women go through menopause, right? So they've reached that stage in their lives. Uh, so you really, really want to be mindful of sex and keep that top of mind after the honeymoon phase, because that's a, an area in which your relationships can certainly be derailed. The third most common relationship blind spot that I've seen after the endorphin release stage is trust, right? So what happens with trust is I've, I've spoken about this in the past. It really is one of the pillars of a solid lasting long-term relationship. So if you don't have it, then there's a pretty good chance your relationship, no matter how grandiose we build it to be, will crumble because the foundation isn't there. In particular, the blind spots that I've seen when it comes to trust and the relationship after the endorphin phase is when we first get into a relationship, there are things that kind of don't sit well with us or that churn our stomach. Yet we still go along with these things, hoping that maybe one day our part, our new partner will change or they'll get over whatever that issue that's causing trust is um, when, in fact, it doesn't happen. Right. So we go the six years and hoping all along that this person is going to change, that we've displayed the characteristics to make them want to change. Then when they don't change, we wake up and we hate them right now. They're the most despicable person in the world. When in fact, we have to be honest with ourselves and recognize that we ignore some red flags early on in the relationship that may have caused it to make our partner or may have caused our partner to feel as though those deficits that they had did not need to be improved. Right. So when we talk about trust, that has to be in the relationship from the very beginning. If you start to see red flags, you cannot ignore it because that's what ultimately will create or that blind spot, I should say, will ultimately create resentment in you towards someone that you once loved. The fourth most important blind spot that I've come across in my career as a relationship coach is infidelity. 
very similar to trust. Infidelity is one of those things that we tend to look past early on in a relationship, hoping that our behavior and the behavior that we display towards our partner will eventually get them to change and see that we're the the big prize in the sky or we're the one and and each and every case that I've worked with so far, that has not been the case. If you choose to ignore infidelity early on in the relationship, there's a pretty good chance that it will blow up in your face because your partner will come to think that behavior is acceptable, right? Once again, it's very similar to trust. If, if fidelity is not in your relationship and your partner's not doing you right and committed to you, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to wake up between that three month to six year time frame and have some resentment towards your partner. The fifth relationship blind spot that I've seen occur often is family, right? And when I say family, I mean, there's a uh, boundary area with family. For example, I was working with a client at a point in time and she had gotten married to someone that she called, and these are her words, not mine, a mama's boy. Right. And she would always say, oh, well, this mama's boy, this is mama boy that. Um, and after a while, I, I started to have her get really, really specific with her language and also specific with her memory. And what she did after after her and I had experienced a few sessions is she realized that she had or I should say her husband had always been a mama's boy. She just chose to ignore a lot of those things early on in the relationship. But when her children, when they had children together, that that created a mama bear kind of thing within her. And when the grandmother would intrude or the guy's mother would intrude, she always felt like that wasn't her place. She was she wanted to raise her kid on her own. And she eventually grew a lot of resentment towards the gentleman that she was married to. And I had to kind of get her to take a step back and get out of the emotion and be real with herself. Right. It was her fault that she had allowed those behaviors to go on for so long and there were no boundaries established between her and her mother-in-law. Thank goodness these two are still together and going strong today. Uh, but though that's a, a really, really common one that occurs where there's no boundaries for parents or family members and that can derail your relationship. The fifth relationship blind spot that I've seen derail the relationships that I've worked with in the past is substance abuse, right? So when someone's heavily using substances and no matter what the substance is, what happens is they're they're operating in an altered state of mind, right? So if they're making decisions or they're agreeing with you in an altered state of mind, and then when they have a sober mind or they're back down the baseline, they don't agree with you or they have issues, then it's going to be very, very tough to communicate with that person and have a lasting relationship because they are constantly going in and out of states of consciousness, more or less. And then the final uh, relationship blind spot that I've seen that I'd like to share with you guys tonight is communication, right? Communication may seem so simple and it's just talking. It is not. Communication is not just talking. It's talking and being able to receive information as well. Um, and if you've been in a relationship or you are in a relationship in which your partner struggles to communicate and struggles to express how they feel, their true authentic self, there's a pretty good chance that that's going to be detrimental down the line because we need to be able to communicate our individual needs in order to have a lasting relationship because our needs change all the time and we need to be able to communicate with our partner the fact that our needs change, right? So that's all I have for you guys tonight, our quick 
blind spots for your relationship after the endorphin phase. So after that three to six month time frame and you wake up and your partner isn't looking so good anymore or you might be a little upset or feel a little resentment towards them. Right. It is at that point that the relationship is it really needs to work, not needs to work out, but need you need to be willing to work, I should say, on the relationship if you believe in your partner and if you believe that the love is worth it and worth creating a lasting relationship. So that's all I have for you guys tonight. Remember, you guys are more than welcome to hit us up at TQLP20 at gmail.com with any questions that you guys have for our big Wednesday episode. Once again, that's TQLP20 at gmail.com or feel free to hit us up on our Facebook page, the Quality of Love Podcast. Remember, guys, as always, the quality of love and relationships that you have in your life will determine the quality of your life. Peace and love.